Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's pushing PlayStation. 58 points. 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line. Hi, the league and hotline. Sarder Heyman live video stream. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live. You can see what's going on in studio. Say what's up. Please do, Jay Foreman. Let them know about the Mercado. Certified Piedmontese and special ingredients butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every, every type of meat, every type of cut. They have pasta, seafood, their own spices, sauces, and everything else under the sun. Get your beef. Go get your beef. Go get your beef. Uh, Jay, as we talk about it, right? So if things, if games had been switched up, if matchups had been switched up, and let's say that TCU plays Michigan in the first round, but Ohio State makes it to the championship game. So if George, if that Georgia Ohio State game had been the championship game, had been the result, yeah, yeah everybody last been night happy. today would be the greatest celebration of college football ever, right? That you had two great teams play each other at the highest level, just put points up on points on points on points. It's good, and football. it comes down to a missed field goal. Right, game management discussion. Hey, did you could you gotten closer? Did you trust your did, kicker did, too much? Yeah, did you get too comfortable? Right, and then you TCU leaves on a high note rather than a low note. I think it's fair to say that the twelve team playoffs will have some of the same debates and and, and arguments. It will because, I mean, the games that will be close are the games that are played in the first and second week, and styles make fights. Mm -hmm. So you'll see some teams that have been pretty on, I wouldn't say on cruise control, but have been playing well all season, and then they come across a team, whether it's a group of five or something like that or a team that has a good game plan or or just is playing real hot, and they'll get, you know, taken always, you know, either to the woodshed or all the way down to the final, you know, second. And so, you know, it's just like March Madness. There'll be a year full of upsets. Then there'll be a year full of domination. But at the end of the day, generally the best team wins, and that's Georgia and, and whoever else comes after that. And, uh, you know, I think I'm assuming they've all went through every scenario, who can make it, who can't. It's really going to put a lot of pressure on – um, the whole, you know, these coaches, you know, um, are going to have to coach year round. You're going to have to recruit year round. You're going to have to develop year round because there's no weeks off anymore. There, it's got to be about style. Well, schedule, scheduling's going to matter, right? You can't, you can't, you can't be on your like social media if you're uh, Miami or Florida and saying that we want to, you know, oh yeah, we'll play them anywhere, anytime. No, you got to play them now. We want Georgia. Yeah, yeah, you want Georgia. <laughs> Stuff, so, like uh, you'll see, I have we had have we ever seen that that tweet by anybody? Hey, we want Georgia. Bet you know you know who you know who's <laughs> sitting back and and like I told you so is Nick Saban. Mm. 
because oh, he's no, even this. on a down year he's for Alabama, they know that they know that they can match up well for Georgia because they do the same thing. And he tried to tell you guys they need he they needed to be in. Everybody was mad. Nick Saban's on a halftime of the Big Ten championship. He's 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 uh, you know, he's parading around and trying to market his team and get him in there. Well, what else is a coach supposed to do? Like I remember when Ohio State should have got in, and they and they every when they went undefeated, every, they won an exemption for Urban Meyer the first year. Text line, tell us this, and you can just simply tell us Bama or TCU. Here's the here's an honest question. Who would you have rather have seen in the championship game, Alabama or TCU? Yeah, that's an interesting idea. Look, I look. The, the thing like even that, after they beat Michigan, did you really get hyped? Think of how hyped it would have been for the rematch. Yeah, I mean, they, it's they didn't get to play this year, so I just I don't know. I just think, you know, it, it's I, I've been there where you win so much, teams you know don't want you to win anymore. Georgia start to face that you know. The NCAA, you know, you're going to start not getting as many calls and stuff like that. And so, you know, there's going to – teams have got to step up, man. These coaches have got to step up. You Look, man, I don't understand – I get it why coaches don't like NIL. I get it when people get all bent out of shape by now. It's not that big a deal. I don't, I would, like, I, I I don't understand why the coach would get mad about it. Like, if you're giving me a chance and a way to get better right away – But at the end of the day, DP, it doesn't matter whoever you get, NIL or not, you got to coach these Well, teams. that part. So if end, you know I would I mean? much rather I every coach on the planet would would rather coach more talented players than they have. Sure, give me three more guys in basketball. Give me one more dude, right? Or one and a half here, more but here, dude. But here's what I would ask you: mm-hmm. There's still one basketball, right? So if you go get ten AAU all stars, mm-hmm. okay. There's a re- remember when Duke had all those guys and they had like seven guys drafted and they still lost in the sweet 16. Yeah. You still got it. This is not an anything against coach. K. But, but you, you still got a coach. I get it. So if, so if you, so if I run a three, four, mm-hmm. right, Texas A&M. Yep. It, okay. Well, and they went out and got five of the top six defense alignment. Mm-hmm. I would ask any fan, how many of those guys can play at one time? Three. So at the end of the day, the same problems that they're opposing that they're opposing isn't changing. But well, but that's, Exactly so I got the standards coach, that you're working. Georgia has seven NFL caliber defensive linemen. They have nine offensive, offensive NFL caliber offensive linemen. Right. So everybody that's not working at Georgia's standard, which is having an abundance, a just a plethora of NFL talent to choose from, you're behind. Well, so it, it, well, you know what? If I'm in, a, if I'm if if I'm Nick Saban, you know what? I'm putting on my 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 car salesman tie. I'm putting on my blazer. I'm putting all the bling rings on, and I'm gonna crush them rings into the hand of every big check writer within well, 500 did, he miles. He already did that last right? year. Well, and, and what happened? But what they didn't listen to him. Well, they did they, because they're like, "Oh, not, Nick, they did. you're well, no, fine. No, 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 We're no. Alabama." No, the, the people outside didn't listen to him. But what he did now, he has the number one recruiting class. It's it, people, and think, he has their attention. He has their attention. He, he has their him. attention. It was him and the basketball team. And what the thing is with the NIL. I know Sip gets on there and says, what's it better for college football? Let, let's be honest. <laughs> Pe- people that cover college football, you don't give a damn about college they, they football. Don't, they... You don't care about the college kids, and that's cool. And ne- and a lot of times, neither do the universities. And I know they say they Testify. do. They really don't. Testify. But so at the end of the day, is it, some, is it it does it help it or hurt it? That's debatable. But it is what it is. Well, it's so, haterism. It's just it's pure so haterism. So at the end of the day, 
you still got a coach and what you have to do, which is a unique ability that some guys get and some guys don't, mm -hmm. is you have to re-recruit your roster. And it's not necessarily about blowing smoke up DP's butt or Austin's butt. Yeah. And you know what it is sometimes re-recruiting your roster is disciplining and holding Austin accountable because DP, Jay Foreman, Rico, and everybody else is watching in that room because they know Austin isn't holding up his holding up his standard as a Bama player or Nebraska player or whatever. Which is helpful, which is helpful, and it helps everybody. When you talk about parity, the, the ability to be free and to move into space, because if I'm at Bama and I just don't like the coach, like sometimes I know it's not the norm, but sometimes just me and my coach don't get it. So doesn't mean I'm not an NFL dude, and it doesn't mean I don't do, I can't play in the SEC. It just means I shouldn't play for that coach. My ability to flip and go to Georgia or go to LSU or go to Texas A&M or go to Florida or go to Tennessee where I'm going to be seen by the same eyes against the same level of talent – why would I not allow? And as a coach, if that I don't want that kid to don't want to be with me anyway. So well, I mean, depends let on the reason. Go. I mean, people these kids don't differentiate somebody coaching you versus they don't like you. And if you if you don't if you if you bring your same habits that got you on the bench to any of those schools you mentioned, mentioned to, you'll just be on a different bench with a different color. I think that's Jay Foreman. You know what I mean? I, I think mean, Jay. That's, 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 I mean, well, but but again, you're Hall of Fame, so your standard and your level. Of thinking, but operation. That's what, but that's the but that's the level of Georgia and Alabama. So right, but so it's not for Tennessee. Well, but if you want to compete with them, you can't think the same way. Like all these teams that are set at home, you can't be sitting there. You know what? We we just keep doing what we're doing. Well, we're but I, I, I'd say this. I listened. To, I, okay, so I had that discussion years ago, just about freedom of movement. Right. And the name Reggie White came up because Reggie. Some would say is one of the three best defensive linemen ever to play the game. Right. Ever. Was he at Alabama? No. Was he at Georgia? No. Was he at Texas? No. He was at Tennessee. Right. And some would say, well, why how does why would Reggie White have to go to Tennessee? Well, guess what? Reggie went to Tennessee because he felt like for his way of living and his way of work, the Tennessee line coach was better for him right. as a man than Georgia, Alabama, and otherwise. It doesn't mean that he can't play at that level or that he would have been bad in that space. He just had the freedom to make a choice. Not everybody gets to do that. And when you do, remember, these decisions are being made by 17- and 18-year-olds who don't know who they are and can't remember to change socks. Why commit them to four or five years of being under the same leadership when you don't know who you're going to be in two years? The grown-up is set. The yeah, teenager do doesn't do know. They want. I mean, this is not about whole. I mean, that's the your the transfer stuff is there. You want, but all I'm saying is, if you're transferring, if you're transferring because you don't like a coach or you guys just don't match, that happens all the time. Yeah. Or and, and maybe it's the coach that recruited you didn't, or just things have changed, right? But if there's something that you're not doing, yeah, they get get you know, if it, a change of scenery ain't gonna do. That's not gonna do anything. You are absolutely right. And because <laughs> you, you, that ain't, that you are absolutely because, right because that if what you do sometimes <laughs> is what you will do all the time. Yeah. And the thing is, you will mess around and be at different places, and it all will be different. different <laughs> and you will get the same result. And you'll get the same result in every so, place. I mean, and it and, happens. And there's millions of reasons you might want to get close to home or whatever. But the the end of the day is. 
you got to recruit and develop the guys you got. You got to make sure that you're more on a personal relationship with these guys. And if they decide to leave, so be it. And if they go on to do better things, cool. It just didn't make it. Just didn't. Just didn't work out. Then here's but at the, the question. end of the day, don't don't run from work. I, here's the thing. Don't run from work because does work ain't nil and the transfer portal make coaches more importantly bad coaches more accountable? Not yeah, good well, they, coaches, because yeah, good, good coaches are going to get you and keep you. They're going to figure it out. Bad coaches. Coaches who aren't delivering, coaches who haven't been honest, coaches yeah. who, who can't lead it exposes you. exposes them. Right? More, yeah. So it makes them accountable. And I think that part of the NIL and the that's, transfer portal discussion that, is that, missed. That's, what really, that's the guys that complain the most. Right. Guys leave all the time, dude. People leave Alabama. People a four star go to Alabama and can't play dead. <laughs> it, it happens all the time. Michael, you know what I mean? Michael's coach. So I mean, that's just the way it is. <laughs> let me let me uh, give it my my college baseball coach, right? And again, baseball had a different set of fans than football or basketball. You had right. a different type of fan, air quotes, right? And a coach would say. I don't want to hear any of my captains complaining about their fans. You're the best there is. Right. You better have the best fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He said, because if you don't, I have the wrong captains. <laughs> I need the guys who are willing to outwork everybody else yeah, at mean, the it's... top of my roster. And we all knew exactly what he meant. Like we all understood. Wow, it's hard. I mean, it's it, it. This whole thing, you could you could do a whole like podcast on where this NIL starts. It starts. It just doesn't start in college. It starts in high school, in these clubs, because now there's a overabundance of kids that play the quarterback position, mm-hmm. and that's what that's the only. There, there's only like there's three, four. There's four linebackers. Four, <laughs> three. There's three. There's one only one quarterback. dang quarterback. <laughs> And so, and they, and ain't but and, and there's only two that play. Yeah, they on one on one team or one or the other. So if you ain't well, playing, no, no, like the leader gets hurt. Well, yeah, or he but gets replaced. But you ain't playing. You ain't if you're number three, you ain't looking up to playing. And so, yeah, that movement there is fine. And um, you know, at the end of the day, it's just part of the deal. Now you just how you adapt to it and adjust. You know, I would be in constant contact with my players. I would be seeing where they're at. I would have, you know, I'd have my ear to the street and eyes open, um, reading body language, and that's just part of being a coach. I mean, that's it, that's it, man. I know it sucks, but guess what? When I see these some of this stuff, you're getting paid, dude. Don't come talking to me about what you got to do. There's an old saying: Don't tell me about the pain. Just tell me you delivered the baby. Ah, uh, yep. And I don't. I don't want to know about the labor. Show me the baby. Yeah. Like this that's is it. how. And that's I, not but, being but, callous. That's it. Look, dude. You you can't come to the regular person that's get get you know whatever you're making and you making seven hundred grand. You're talking about you got to recruit, but and you got to talk is, to a knucklehead. But this is okay. So this is a perfect lead into this next question because it. There's no other way to put it for me, and I apologize, but this pisses me off. It absolutely pisses me off that in a day where, especially in Nebraska, in Nebraska's program, where it is the program, it's that's it. You're not competing with anybody right. else in this space. It's just you. So, quite frankly, you just have to be good. Like, that's it. And what you need are different voices who can explain to young talent how to become old talent. Right. And the guys who can do that are the Jay Foremans of the world who can tell them, listen, 
maybe the problem's not the coach. Maybe the problem is there's a thing that you can do because in my situation, here's how I went from practice squad, lower-level freshman right. to a starter, and here's what happened. And it's not just Jay Foreman telling yeah, the story. There's a bunch of people yeah. who were here when everything was uber-competitive, when practice reps were competitive. Like, you competed to get more practice reps. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? Yeah, is there extra rep? Right? I'm in there. Right? I, mean, so- I remember one time uh, – <laughs> Milt Tenniper threw me in there at nose guard. I was like, bro, now you didn't went too far. Like, you, I said, you know what, Coach? I told him, I said, you know what? You didn't, you didn't took it too far here. You, you didn't went too far. Yeah, man. This is it. Yeah. This, 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 you know what? I am drawing the line here, okay? Okay, enough is enough. I am done being this stuff right here. I love the practice, but this, you have gone way too far. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much. This is too, but, I mean, think about it. That, that, that you have – let's – speak in specifics that you had a linebacker room of people who had doubts and questions about their role and talent and level and depth here at Nebraska who what could have provided information to those linebackers not only this fall and this winter but last year to, to connect them at a greater yeah, level, right, yeah. we had to that. the we program had... in the community, who could have to, like who could have told young Houseman in a one-on-one conversation? You know what, young? Here's what I see from for you. Yeah. From here, like this is what we're gonna do for you here. You remind me of me. Right. When I was here, and the, my greatest frustration was I wanted everything now. But my patience paid off with a Hall of Fame career right. because I stayed and I was loyal to my original commitment and all of those things. And there were, what, four linemen that you could have had that discussion with? There were several yeah. offensive linemen who could have used defensive linemen who could have been in conversation with, I don't know, Jason Peters around. Probably would be pretty easy to have yeah. the conversation with. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. Well, that's what that you out of convenience, you got- they they screw up this NLL and transfer portal right. thing by Real being bad. selfish and being in their own space. That's what Foss will tell you because when you talk about the difference, it, he'll tell you. That's why those Georgia Bulldogs go ride for him. That's why those Auburn they always talking about Ward. Gary Dane Walker is always still too. He texting me about Ward Damn Eagle. <laughs> and they, and, yeah, they right. got, and they got Hugh Freeze down like, there. Where are said, you? Like, yeah, what but are he you said, doing? you know what? We roll together. We're gonna beat y'all just because we roll together. And we I, talked about Cadillac. Wouldn't you Wood. love to hear that? Wouldn't you love to hear that? I would. But on that note, I got to get out of here. All right. Well, we're both. Rico's going to come in and 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 take care of, of, of Austin for this, and they'll carry it through. We gave them a lot of seeds to, to – Give Austin the holy water, man. Just somebody we, we, get some blessing. He's got to deal with Rico. Yeah. We, <laughs> somebody text in a I give him a, a crossover because yeah. that's about 15 minutes. But, but so, you, half you, an you hour, got, we'll see if I can deal with it. Well, yeah. what will happen here is – tomorrow, too. As soon as we, as soon as, as soon as we leave – Rico's going to take the the, yep. the operator seat that's, that's and let Austin be the talent. That's right. <laughs> and that's just going to really up, but that's okay. That's it. But hey, look, I appreciate. It. Thank you, Jay Foreman. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, I've got two speaking engagements and then the ball game and then the post game show, so it's a long night for me. Um, but I've got to run and meet, get ready for the first. Uh, I'm going to hang out with some young people, uh, the folks from the Dominators. I'm going to go talk to them. A couple of teams. They've got a couple of teams organized. Uh, that that somehow like me and want me to come hang out with them. 
Uh, and we do that. But Austin, in this space, I'll, I'll finish the segment. That, to me, in other places, and I can speak for Utah. Utah Utes, I can speak for BYU. I can speak uh, from uh, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Duke. Uh, I can speak for Maryland, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Uh, being in those places, I can speak for University of Houston, Rice, those, those sort of places, and how they go about doing business. And they fully understand that, especially now, like you may have been justified in it a few years ago because you were like wherever you were is wherever you were. Mm -hmm. And the transfer portal existed, but it wasn't open for business like it is now. Now, with so many people talking, and you have a number of consultants, and those consultant numbers are going to change, and they'll vary depending on the program, where the, how they want to disperse money and how they want to do this. But what this allows is a greater circle of people who can speak on your behalf in your words for your greater benefit. Now, I have to say, if you're speaking about Nebraska, we're not talking about reminding people that you're national champions that's on the building everybody knows that's probably why you're trying to come here your dad knows about it. your grandfather knows about it but the young people involved have aspirations greater than local and so they need people who have had that sort of success to be able to communicate with them about what is required to be great in this space now you get the coach and you're coaching young people, if you can bring somebody to them that had high school success or college success, their human nature requires that they pay more attention. That's just the way it works. It doesn't mean that you're devalued, what you, your knowledge of it is devalued, but they now know that, one, this person knows and they're hanging out with my coach. Mm -hmm. They're hanging out with Austin. So, you know what? That person, some of it had to rub off. Maybe that, <laughs> Like, I'll, I'll give Austin another five minutes, right? Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like, we'll try to get this. I kill for three. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like, we get it. And I do what I do want to meet. I want to meet your, your young, young people and come talk to them. Because I think through all the space that, that we're in, the reason why when youth groups call me, I generally say yes. Um, I had, matter of fact, I had somebody uh, email me this afternoon asking, I could talk to They said, well, I don't think we can afford you. And I said, yeah, you can. Whatever your number is, I'm going to say yes to. Um, because somebody did this for me, and I remember the value in it. And what bothers me about the program as it currently stands is that there is a difference. Remember, and text, one texter says, well, keep Jason Peter away. Okay, but th there are literally hundreds of other high-caliber, high-quality Huskers who want to be there for the program and the community and the universe, mm -hmm. university. Mm -hmm. Like, just to be available to say, hey, can you come talk to so-and-so? Mm -hmm. Can you come talk to, 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 to Colton Feast? Can you come talk to Ty Robinson? Can you talk to – right? There's a mm -hmm. ton of them. Give them the power to help you. And that, I think, is where Nebraska finds itself in a unique position because so much of what fans appreciate about Nebraska is that past, mm -hmm. is that history. And, you know, that's why Nebraska is still considered a blue blood in a lot of circles. And so it's not because of 
current result, recent no, results. Absolutely not. It, so <laughs> there's got to be a balance in there of you know honoring the past, listening to the people who you know have been there, have done that, regardless of what era of college football it is. Mm-hmm. An 18 year old athlete's an 18 year old athlete. Sure, there are different challenges in different eras, but if I'm a college freshman. You know, and I see a former great walk in. Yeah, sure as heck, I'm going to listen. They've been there and they've done that. But at that same time, how do you make sure that their voices are heard, but they're not taking over the coach's voice? You know, how do they work together and not compete against each other? Because well, but that's, that's coaching leadership. It is. And that's where I think it's on the head coach and the coaching staff to be strong and confident in themselves. And this is what we're doing now. And here's how it ties back to the past. Yeah, if you know what you're doing. You don't have to devalue a legend. You don't feel threatened by them. Like, you just don't. And that's not been – I can tell you, the words you just spoke are gospel. That you don't if – if your head coach is threatened by the past, your, your current – your president is in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like, this, that is mm-hmm. one of the red flags, as we say, that when a coach says, I'm coming in, I'm going to clean house because I like my people. I get that you like your people. But you're also doing business in a community. Pro football is one thing because that that is a different beast. College football is a community, and you've committed, you've went and gone, and and you're surpassing and bypassing agreements made to teenagers and their families when those teenagers were 17 and 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Paid professionals – made a commitment to teenagers and parents that probably are less experienced and less knowledgeable than the people who made the offer. They know that in the end they can squeeze this kid, make him sit to the point where he's miserable and wants or that they, you know, there are little benefits that they can hide from him or keep from him. They know this stuff. The parents, nope, in their mind, my kid gets to live the dream. I get to tell everybody my kid's going to school here. He's going to play here. I get to watch the dream, all those things. But I think – the simplicity would be if they're good for the program, for the players. Mm-hmm. They don't, quite frankly, they don't have to be good for the coaches. No. Coaches are paid professionals. They're paid mm-hmm. well. Them kids, them young people, them young men, young women, they need adults looking out for them. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And to have people in place who can guide them just makes more sense. Regardless of where they're from, regardless of what they've had before. I would also say that I think the community aspect is amplified when you get to a college town like Lincoln, where Nebraska is the program, like Tuscaloosa, Mm -hmm. where Alabama is the program, like little old Clemson, South Carolina, where that is the program. Yeah, I know Clemson's close to Charlotte and close to Atlanta, but in that town where there's a lot of talent, how could that community aspect not be magnified and be made that much more important? If you're at USC, there's so much more going on. That there are kids that are going to fall for the bright lights regardless of, you know, their parents, like you said, get to say they're living the dream. They're at USC. Look at that. I got the offer. The coach like, look, we just pulled an over on this kid. We got him. He's not going anywhere else. Because he doesn't know. Us. He doesn't think beyond. The parents don't no. know. He's probably never been there before. They. Probably Coaches nor have. should they, right? No. So there's a lot of stuff in place, but having been on – all sides of it, I just know that you can ask more of the adults. Like, that's just be quality, be greater quality for the young people because they need you. And then it pays off in the end. Like, it pays off in the end. Look, if all the five-star and four-stars are going to Georgia, there's a reason. There's a re- And they went before Georgia won back-to-back titles. Mm-hmm. It's going to get easier now. 
because mm-hmm. people see the payoff. Uh-huh. So everybody else has to work harder to do what George is doing in order to get where George is. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's not going to be easy. But TCU and Tulane showed the way for people mm-hmm. that want to pay attention. All right. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. I will see. Actually, I'll talk to some of you guys tonight. Uh, I'll be here on for the post game show. But Rico will come in. He and Austin will take you through uh, the rest of old school.